Hey, and welcome <laughs> to Gridiron Japan. This is Greg James, and I'm here with BJ Beattie and John Gunning. And here we are here with Antoine Sinclair. Hey, gentlemen, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being here. And uh, this is our second take on the intro because I screwed it up. So that's why everybody's a little bit giggling, uh, giggling in the background. So. <laughs> yeah, he he couldn't remember how to say BJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're here, Anton. Thanks a million yeah. for joining us tonight. So we've got a treat for people tonight. We've we've talked mm -hmm. to people in the past from all different levels of Japanese football. Guys in X1 area, X1 Super, X3, some of the private leagues. But the man we got up here tonight has been there and done it all in all kinds of things. He's a model, actor, rugby World Cup a director. Uh, worked with ESPN, uh, worked on a video, music video, uh, plays for X2 Bullseyes, does rugby. I mean, no. I could probably like spend the next 40 minutes just listing off the stuff that he does. One of these Renaissance men, you know, but Antoine, welcome to the podcast. And uh, let's, uh, I, I don't really know where I was looking at a lot of your stuff and I didn't know where really we should start it, but uh, Let's just tell people what you're doing these days, football-wise in Japan. We'll start there and then kind of work back, maybe. Okay. Well, I, I think I should probably start with, I played for the Blue Thunders, <laughs> not the Bullseyes. Oh, sorry. Did I say Bullseyes? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, <you did. laughs> um, See, now right. you can't make fun of Greg yeah. anymore. <laughs> so now Greg's messed it up. I've messed it up. So just BJ is the only one who's yeah. left to mess it up tonight. And um, also, I wish I could have been a director at the Rugby World Cup. I definitely was not that high paid. I was, I was just a camera assistant, really, for most of it. You but, were um, working, uh, so with Blue Thunders, you joined them up at the start of last season, right? But you, uh, you kind of did the rounds in the preseason. I remember you were with Deers for a while and uh, yeah, yeah. some other teams. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, the year just gone by? from those early camps and tryouts and stuff and how you ended up with the Blue Thunders? Yeah, so it was it was definitely a whirlwind of things. Things happened pretty quickly and, and a lot of changes happened really quickly. So I, I started off last year not planning to play football. I started off thinking I was just going to play rugby. So I had joined a team that I had a friend that had recommended to me, a club team, uh, the Abiko Ducks. And uh, I was learning about rugby and I was getting ready for, you know, the next season to come up and give it my second try on that. And um, one of the guys referred me to another guy who asked if I wanted to play football. And I was like, well, I understand football more than I understand rugby. So why not? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and he hit me up and that was actually they, he was reaching out to me again. This is a friend of a friend who was you know, like that type of thing. And he was reaching out to me for uh, a GM for the Suns, actually, to come out to Fukuoka and play. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. And I was like, I've got a full-time job here. You know, that's a lot to go travel to Fukuoka. And they're like, oh, you could just come on the weekends or, you know, once a month is okay. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go at it. So I'm not going to do one. So that's not going to work. Mm. So, yeah, that didn't happen. And then I'm um, there was the uh, X League tryouts that had been hosted by IBM, I think, and they had that at uh, Fujitsu Stadium in Kawasaki. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna train and get ready for that and see what it's, see what it's like, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, in that training, man, my knees were 
screaming so bad. <laughs> and I just, I, when it came to the day for the actual trials to happen, I was like, I can either go out there half-assed or I can just show up and, you know, just give a look, you know, mm. and I, I messaged to the organizers and I was like, Hey, I don't think it's a good idea for me to come out here and embarrass myself. So is it okay if I just come by and, you know, watch? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I did that. Mm. And even with me just showing up, there was still, I got almost every X2 team sent me an email. Okay. I got an email from everybody in uh. X2, <laughs> uh, in X2 at least. Um, as far as the area and the super teams, of course not. They're not going to do that unless they get to see something. So, right. Uh, yeah, I got emails from everybody in X2 for sure. But um, actually, when I said about, you know, I, when I did talk to uh, Kinosuke out there in Fukuoka, and he, he was mm. like, okay, well, if you can't come here and ask him if there's any other teams you know that are near me or that would work out. And uh, he recommended me to uh, Keiko Fujimura over at Blue Thunders. He was okay. the previous mm. captain. And uh, yeah, it went from there, Keigo. Of course, he didn't speak any English, so <laughs> mm. there was a lot of Google Translate and um, Line has an application <laughs> that has like an automatic yeah. translation. So a lot of it was in chat, mm. uh, speaking to each other. And then, uh, yeah, he invited me to come work out with them. So I started doing that. And then the Deers opportunity came up and I was like, mm. you know, I was only maybe a month in at Blue Thunders before that came up. And I was like, OK, I'm going to have to go. So I went there and this was all during the spring again. So like I said, it was really fast. A lot of this happened right. really fast. And then, uh, so I went to the Deers. I had a horrible tryout because I was completely out of shape. But uh, what's that coach's name? Mot Motohide-san? Like uh, he gave me a chance. He was like, I want to see you play. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I stayed for the whole spring season. A lot of it was them getting me back into shape. A lot of conditioning a lot of conditioning because when I tell you man there's one thing I can say about Japanese football is these guys are machines they mm -hmm. the way they train I don't think there's any rest time I don't know how they rest how do they raise families how do they go to work I don't know yeah it's not it's ridiculous because there was Wednesday training Wednesday was no pads just fitness training Saturday and Sunday morning our mm. practice and I'm sore after Saturday morning practice. How am I supposed to do anything on Sunday? I don't know. But these guys are literally doing it every single week, every week. And I was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to put everything into this. Like I was going every Wednesday, every Saturday, Sunday. I even went there once or twice. Like, because for my work, I work in shift work. I went after night shifts and that was a terrible idea. Wow. Terrible idea. <laughs> and you so, are, I mean, you're 30, what is it, 32? Is that what age you are now? Or 31? 33? 33. I just turned 33. You just turned 33. Oh, so, so you were 32. Young. And how long had you been out of football before you started back into it? I haven't played football since high school, man. High school. Okay. Ooh. I haven't played since oh, high wow, school. A, so that that was 2000. I graduated class gap. of 2007. So yeah, that's my 15 year gap. Right. Yeah, so wow. it was just, it was definitely crazy to be. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, reliving that glory. And I mean, it was yeah. a chance. So I was like, why not? Why not go for it? Right. So, yeah. And so you, but you'd done a little bit of rugby, had you beforehand or just the rugby? Just, just the season before that. So with okay. the, is that, is that the JRF? But uh, mm. so I had, so went you kind out of jumped in into rugby this, too, the year yeah. before. 
Hmm. Yeah. So I, I okay. rugby came first. So rugby, I went out and they were doing touch rugby at the time. This is okay. in the spring season because I think it's after COVID also. So okay. there was a lot of touch rugby that was going on because most teams were trying to avoid as much contact as possible. Okay. And then after that, we went into full contact rugby again. And yeah, man, that was my first full rugby game and I've never experienced anything like it. I wrestled in high school and okay. at least wrestling is over in, in six minutes. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> this game went so friggin' long. It was too long. And I'm, and then there's the running forward and the running back. And then you got to run forward and the run back. And this guy's all the way down there. And you got to run down there to get into that pile. And now you got to yeah. lift this guy up. And oh, man. It and was there are no timeouts. Brutal. Yeah, no yeah. timeouts. Yeah. But I did like that they're like rolling substitutions. Like, you right. know. Yeah. We, the rolling substitutions were definitely necessary because when I was out there huffing and puffing, it's like Antoine. I look over, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you you did the rugby, then you had a little bit of time with Blue Thunders. Yeah, how long were you with Deers? How long did you spend in total? Just the spring Deers? season. The spring season. Just the spring season. You played a bit so, in so, some of their challenge games, I think. Did you? I didn't play. I okay. did dress out for one of them. Okay. Or one or two. But um, I didn't actually play. I don't really know why. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I know conditioning was definitely a big part of that. I think mm. I, I did. I did struggle a bit with the assignments. There's a lot of stunts in Japan compared to what I remember back in the mm. States. There's a what lot of position. Stunts. Did they have you at? I was at nose. You're at nose for them. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of uh, nose and tackle. And okay. I think I, I struggled a bit with adjusting like learning all the plays mm. and all the stunts mm. and like i said i mean i had to relearn football basically i had to relearn everything which mm. i'm very thankful for them for that because they helped me be prepared for the blue thunder season okay mm. definitely like so when then, i came back to blue thunders it was definitely a big difference and even our captain's like oh you can move now <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> i made sure of that so there was no issue going back to Blue Thunders after the Deers thing didn't work out. They were they were fine with you coming back, or they didn't think like, oh, you just abandoned us and now you're coming back. Or man, that's what I thought would have been the the consensus. I mean, when I first reached out to the captain and he was like, okay, I have to talk to the team first, you know, and hmm. and I mean, he got back to me and was like, yeah, they want they would like to have you come back. So yeah they they accepted me back in there and i mean i was i was glad to have it you know the opportunity for sure and you were there was one other guy with you right uh at both rug aaron right at the rugby yeah. as well were you, were you together at the rugby is that how you know each other yes so i met him at the rugby team at the clubby mm. team and then um actually he's the one who was dragging me to come out to the tryout for deers because okay. i was kind of like I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, you know, kind of down. I had already went to another team's practice. And, you know, I, for one, I knew that my conditioning just wasn't there. And I knew that they were having us do, you know, the typical combine style conditioning. I was like, this is not going to go well for me. <laughs> mm. So, but uh, he, he told me to come out there. I went out there with him and uh, yeah, we both were there for the spring season mm. and both let go right after that. Okay. And both of you then went to Blue Thunders. Yeah, so I, I told him where I was going. My, there was no doubt in my mind that that was the only team. Like I said, there were other F2 teams that hit me up, but mm. I knew that 
if I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go back to a good team, and mm. I'm gonna go back to the one that's mm. near me, and okay. I already know people that. So, yeah, there was definitely there was no doubt in my mind I was going there, and he asked me, "Hey, do you mind if I tag along out there?" And I asked them, "Hey, mm. is it okay if he comes?" And they're like, "Sure." I mean, realistically, if you look at the way the league is set up with, you know, Super Area X2, there are no foreigners in X2. <laughs> Right. There are a couple, right. there are one or two here or there on other teams. But I mean, for a team that's, you know, to have two foreigners, that's more than any area team. Yeah. Right. I think for them, that was yeah. like a big, big plus. Right. So, and they had you at nose as well, or were you playing? Yeah, I was playing nose there as well. You're playing nose. Okay. So what was that experience like then for the year, uh, playing with an X2 team? Well, for sure, I can say the difference is, coming from a spring season with the deers is it's a lot slower okay for sure the action is definitely slower when mm. like me going at the deers was being thrown in the fire mm. i wasn't ready for it at all i went in there i'm not even gonna lie to you i got humbled for sure i went in there with the uh, with the idea that i was bigger and stronger than a lot of these guys and i know more about football than them and i was mm. humbled quite quickly mm. with the athleticism and even if i did you know come in and show out a little bit at the beginning once they caught on to my move it was over <laughs> and i mean they've got ian out there you know showing them you know how to counter coach, with him yeah. as their coach yeah yeah my one move was done <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean you're, you you like you said you played in high school and ian was coming came from the philadelphia eagles like to right years, so, you know <laughs> there's, there's big difference there. big difference big difference right so the season then, like, what, what was the season like? So you would just, in terms of training for an X2 team, was it just you play on the weekends and then you just train on the alternative weekends? Or uh, so, was there much in the way of meetings or planning or game, uh, you know, yeah. game books or stuff? Like, what, kind of curious, how, yeah, how deep into it do they like? go? Yeah. Yeah. So as far as pra- the weekends is just practice Sunday, one week, one day a week and, and it's uh Sunday practices only. Okay. Uh, there's no other like planned group training or anything. Maybe a couple of guys might go to the gym at any time or something, or uh, I forget the other one that we were sponsored by, but, uh, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, they might meet together to go to a gym. Um, but for the most part, there weren't any team practices or anything. Meetings, we had defense meetings once a week. Um, and we would just cover the practice or preparing for the games. Mm. Um, and that would be after work for most of the guys, like eight or nine. And um, as far as we training, though, yeah, it was Zoom. pretty much left on us. It was left on us to, as far as our physical conditioning and training outside of our practice days. And how were your guys' meetings held? Like, were you guys in, like, would you guys get together in, like, a building or Zoom? Oh, no. All the meetings are on, on Zoom or some other mm. platform. Was it Zoom? Yeah, we were doing oh. Zoom meetings. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, all the meetings are on Zoom and then practice. The only time we saw each on other was, was on Sunday or on game Sundays. day. Sundays. Yeah, wow, game okay. day or practice. That was the only time we actually saw each other outside of that. Mm. And, of course... Uh, Blue Thunders, you went unbeaten. Yep. So it was a great season. Six, I mean, six and zero, wasn't it? it? Was six? I think a six game season, right? Yeah, six game season, yeah. and then they lost the promotion match against the Bullseyes. <laughs> Bullseyes, yeah. That's the two teams colored in blue. That you know, yeah, the Chicago Bullseyes. Yeah, they, had the, they have the other blue. Yeah. 
but we're royal blue so royal yeah, i know <laughs> I, i'm trying i'm trying to make excuses for my mess up there you know? <laughs> um, they play they both play in blue that's the reason it's simple everyone could anyone could, they start with a b <laughs> both teams started with a b you know that's about it. so there how, actually how are a couple of them though there's like three different bulls or bulls eyes there's, there's the bulls eyes yeah. the bulls the bulls eyes yeah the Bulls and the Bullseyes play each other a lot because the, those two teams yeah. are almost always like that yo-yo team up and down between X1 area. Yeah, X2 area. pretty yeah. much you, the you area. Yeah, that they seem to be the gatekeepers. And that yeah. seems to be the, the thing in X2. If you can beat the Bulls, then yeah. you get your shot at area. But you got to beat the Bulls. And you beat I think the Bulls, Bulls 3-0. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how was that yeah. game? It was a defensive yeah. battle, really. I mean, uh, yeah. offensively. I think both teams really struggled offensively, but it was a strong defensive battle for sure. A lot of um, turnovers? It, not a bunch of Probably turnovers. a lot of three okay. and outs, maybe. There was just a yeah. lot of three and yeah. outs. Like, de- defensive-wise, I, I can definitely say that I, I think our whole team is very confident in, in the Blue Thunders as far as defense. Mm-hmm. Offense, yeah, you had four shutouts in six games, and – those are two games that you actually allowed scores. One you allowed ten points, and one you allowed six. So you allowed sixteen points in six games, which right. is you know, pretty I mean, good average. Right, That's yeah. Good Our average. defense good. was wild, man. Yeah. They were they were great. Uh, I think a lot of the, even those games where they weren't shutouts or you know a lot of them. Oh, I won't even lie. There was definitely some games that were uh, slept on for sure going into okay. pre- prepping for it. You know, so I mean, I think that's one of the biggest difference I can say between X2 area or super yeah. is uh, you'd be surprised. when I was at the Deers for sure. Every game was a we must win. We must destroy like mm. 120, 150 percent. Mm. Whereas, you know, it's like, ah, well, you know, we're supposed to beat them. So mm. <laughs> fair. Yeah, enough. There's a lot of that in the super. <laughs> yeah so there was definitely a there was definitely some of that i think if we had gone into every single if we went into every single game the way we planned for the bulls the way we planned for the bulls eyes mm. we would have there would have been a big more commotion because we would have destroyed them all if we went into those games in the same mindset mm. and one of the interesting things i mean you're an x2 team but your team is uh like on social media and following and stuff, oh, it's uh, yeah. you know bigger than a lot of the X One area teams. So like they they really put a lot of effort into the the promotion of the team for for a third tier. Like, oh yeah, weekend definitely. Team, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think I think Shintaro is definitely one of the key guys on that. Like there are people that on the team that work in marketing, hmm. and they put a lot into it. Man, they put a lot into it. Like uh, well, the flyers, the game day yeah. stuff. You know. And I mean, they know that they need to advertise, you know, they're trying, they're trying to be an area team. So, I mean, I think they right. really have learned how the algorithm works. And you see, like, mm-hmm. you'll see during the season, they're posting two, three times a day. Like mm-hmm. they've learned how these algorithms work and what they need to do as far as social media goes. So they're, mm-hmm. they're pushing for that. So you work for Dazon, right? The yeah. Or streamer. So, uh, I wonder if that's part of the attractiveness. <laughs> they want their games on Dazzle. <laughs> that would be lovely. Trust me. I've I've definitely pitched it, honestly. <laughs> I've you? pitched it for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, when it comes to a major company like that, their first question is, where's the money coming from? Right, right, <laughs> right. right. And I have no answer mm-hmm. for that, so, therefore, it goes nowhere. <laughs> I've yeah. definitely pushed it. I've pushed it as far as the X League itself, honestly. I know as an individual team, there would be – 
that's not even something they'd blink an eye at. Right. So, you know, the league itself, I've, I've definitely tried to, being that I'm playing there, I mean, my coworkers and the people in my team are, you know, all supporting me for it. So mm. I've definitely tried to reach out to our rights people and higher ups to see what could be done as far as that goes. And again, it's still the same question is the money. Who's going to yeah, right. pay for it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we were at, um, or I was at the, the CFL combine at the weekend, you know, and like on their side as well, they have the CFL 2.0 thing where they're bringing in Japanese players and like a lot of the criticism and stuff there is as well as where's the money coming in, you know, mm-hmm. how is the money being made or, you know, how does this benefit mm-hmm. us financially? So, I mean, that's, right. you know, these spring leagues as well, like the XFL. Oh, USFL, that's all, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> You know, the, it's it's a weird kind of sport because you have the NFL is literally the most dominant sporting organization on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, of the top they, 50 richest teams in any sport, they have 32, right? So it's, you know, they, it's all the money is in the NFL, but like no other league can well, can, hard, uh, can, can survive almost. You it, know, it's right? hard it's to come strange thing, you know. Well, the two richest leagues are the NFL and the SEC. We know that. I think the Premier Premier League. No, no, I'm talking in football. In football, American football. Oh yeah. But but even even Greg, (laughs) if you you see the money or the viewing figures or anything like the the, like college football is only a fraction of what. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's small. I know it's, but I'm just saying, just in terms of the money, it's those two leagues pretty much control. I mean, Mm. obviously the NFL controls the vast majority of it, but it goes back to like you said, where's the money coming from? So. Mm. Antoine, you were at Georgia Southern, right? But you didn't play yeah. football when you were there. So you, you played in high school. You, did you, yeah. Did you try? So to play that was college? the plan when I when I left high school. I mean, mm. I don't know. I, I went to high school just to play sports, to be honest. I wasn't a good student. <laughs> I was terrible. Okay. Like my days consisted of go to school. I slept through all my classes, go to lunch. Then we got practice in the evenings. And that's what I did for like the first, like for all four years. And then, you know, in my head, you know, I'm just going to, I didn't have the grades or anything for a scholarship or so applying to schools was really difficult and I was doing it all by myself. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I had no knowledge of it or how it works. It's realistically, mm-hmm. don't let me get started on the American education system, <laughs> but <laughs> there wasn't well, any help back from, then in our years too. There wasn't a lot as much information on how to do all right, of this stuff. Right. There's compared definitely, to how there is now where everybody understands how the processes work. Oh man. I wish somebody stuff. told yeah. me, I wish somebody could have helped me prepare, like tell me like, Hey, some of this stuff is important too. Mm. You know, like, yeah. cause I, I didn't, I didn't care about anything. I went to school to play football and to wrestle. That's okay. all. So you were probably, like, you were probably like me. You weren't getting challenged in high school. Not at all. I didn't, no, nobody really, yeah. put, and I mean, I, I, like I said, I made it through all four years of, right. I mean, I went to summer school almost every single year, but it was nothing. So yeah. what was I your plan? Actually, that, was your plan to, to do sports in university? Was that why you picked that mm, school or? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I was like, I mean, I'm in Georgia. I'm not going to make mm. it into UGA. I don't have the grades for that. And okay. I'm, you know, I wasn't like a standout player in my high school or anything. So, I was like, okay, let me find one of these smaller schools that I could maybe get something out of, you know. Mm. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Georgia Southern. And I applied mm. there and I got rejected. And I was like, why? And they're like, yeah, you're, uh, the ACT score was too low. And they're like, I was like trying to figure out what I should do next. And uh, mm. I was looking at other schools. I looked at West Georgia and um, 
I think I looked at Georgia State at the time, but I think at the time Georgia State had just restarted their football program. And I was like, mm. they're going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I went out to Georgia Southern anyways, because there mm. was a there was a junior college out there, East Georgia, that had a wrestling team. And I was like, OK, let's start out with wrestling and work our way up. I may I can walk on, you know, at Georgia Southern. Mm. And that didn't work out either. I won't okay. lie. I went to Georgia Southern with the same mentality I had in high school and mm. school. It's college and partying and mm. <laughs> gained that freshman 30 pounds. And <laughs> it, it was a wrap from there. Like, uh, I mean, I, it kind of started to slip. The dream started to slip away and I kind of let it just run because. I, right. Yeah. Just I just didn't have the motivation. And it was just like I said, it was just me trying to figure it out. And mm. as a kid trying to figure it out, I just didn't have the confidence in myself to do it. Mm. so yeah that didn't work out and I eventually graduated went out of school and uh, my my thing was all right well I can't play the sport I love sports so I'm gonna work mm. in it and I was like okay I'm gonna be in broadcast media and I'm gonna I went and I studied film and I studied television broadcasting and uh, the ESPN job came up like I had a professor that recommended me because we Georgia Southern was actually building a lot of traction at the time and then the uh the upset over uh, Florida happened when mm. they defeated Florida in the oh, swamp, yeah. which was like right, I remember that. national news. Mm. <laughs> Everybody in the yeah. world heard about yeah. So it was like ESPN is like, okay, we're going to go start watching those guys. And um, mm. so we had like a couple ESPNU uh, matches. And when they started coming to the school, I was like, well, I'm getting paid minimum wage to do our school's media program. What is ESPN paying? Mm. <laughs> so... I ended up doing one of those, and that led me to doing a lot more skilled utility work with them for the college games in Georgia, Florida, just around the area. And um, so that, what that kind was of work? Yeah, what kind of work were you doing with ESPN? Then? Was, uh, so uh, the position I was at was called skilled utility, essentially same thing, camera assistant, and mm. all around just like a production assistant, essentially. Okay. whatever they need setting up right. on the audio whatever they need you know there were times where we might have been short on like a the parabolic mic the big right. circle microphone mm -hmm. that's holding on the field mm -hmm. not the funnest job but mm -hmm. you know they might i've been there i've done the first and third uh first and ten spotter so that's the person sitting up at the top uh with the main camera and essentially that yellow line that they put on most of those games mm -hmm. you know somebody has to call it out ahead for them to get it set properly so that they're ready when it's set. Cause I mean, you can see from the camera, mostly the markers, but sometimes you can't, but it's, it's always better to have okay. a spotter out there. So I was, I did that, uh, setting up cameras and yeah, mostly production stuff. So was it a couple of years of doing that or some time doing stuff like that? And then it jumped to Japan or how did the move out here come about? So yeah, it was actually just at the end of the year. So I was working for my university's media program, mm. doing that sports stuff for about two years. And then the ESPN thing happened. And then my idea was, I'm going to go work at ESPN corporate. You know, I'm going to go up to Connecticut. They had just opened a facility. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and that's going to be the job. And right around graduation time, they laid off like 3,000 people. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> that's not going to work out. <laughs> so all the job applications, I, I bet everything on ESPN because yeah. I, I didn't see 
why I should not go anywhere else. I already had a tie in with there and I had some contacts. So I, hmm. I put everything into that. And then when graduation came and they laid off 3000 people, I'm like, what do I do now? Hmm. <laughs> so I started scrambling and, you know, I had professors was like, yeah, you know, this news station and that. And I was like, I've heard from people who work at news stations and those guys are getting up at 3 a.m. to go house fire yeah. or a robbery. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You're basically so, on call at all times. Yeah. And I, yeah, I did. I just didn't like the idea of that. So mm. I was still trying to figure it out. And um, someone had recommended to me like that, you know, they're going to teach abroad. And I was like, I mean, I could try that while I figure things out, give it a year and, you know, go mm. see. I've never been to this side of the world. So I was like, yeah, I'll go give it a shot. Mm -hmm. uh, went through some interview processes. I ended up getting a teaching job in Osaka. Okay. And um, yeah, I was out in Kawanishi, Osaka. Okay. And uh, Hyogo area, actually. But, it's uh, crazy. It's crazy how a lot of guys, well, not a lot of guys, how a few of you guys. So like when I Everyone starts in Osaka. Uh, John, well, John Stanton, right? Like yeah, I actually John, didn't know that John yeah. didn't, John's initial job was to teach English here. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. You know, his, he was not pro football at all. You know the reason he's a tight end? Because yeah, when because, he was, because they, they had already no had. Yeah, 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 he was a linebacker. A, yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah so yeah. John was a linebacker in college. I actually, I have a video. I found a video of him. I showed it to him before we did our interview for playing for Sushi. But it's literally of John, like, riding a school bus. Like, oh, the, I love that like, video. St. John's. Yes. St. John's. It's like Johnny's, John Stanton. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's John Stanton, like in the school, like the, the shuttle bus for the school, yep. like full padded. And then like, um, I guess like in a pr prior game, he had like lit somebody up with his head. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and like, like I mean, it, it, times was different, right? But like kind of nerdy looking kids shuffling through his backpack. And John just comes out of nowhere and smokes the kid. <laughs> And what? then there's like two dudes like walking behind him, like, ooh, I saw it coming. That's you like know, those like... sports center commercials, right? It's yeah, like those it sports kind of center like, commercials. Yeah, like a, the old sports center. And then like John yeah. just kind of gets up and like like looks through the kids' homework and then like walks away. Yeah. And then like in, and then like it fades out and it's like John's ready for game day. Are you ready for game day? Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's it's awesome. Yeah. Antoine, oh, I need to see that. Send me that. I need to see oh, that. I, I'll get you the link for that. Yeah. yeah but, but I, he, I mean, I got my start in Japan teaching in Osaka as well. And he yeah, was teaching it's... down there. And oh, really? Yeah. The, the, but the thing about him is, like he, like BJ said, he didn't come out for football. Like, you know, he was a linebacker. He played D3 ball or whatever. He was and, working like a corporate job in Minneapolis. Yeah. And then he was yeah. like, forget this. And yeah, I'll go try teaching Japan. And like years later right yeah man it's it's kind of that you know go find yourself kind of thing like i said i mean oh yeah i i could definitely say i definitely did i mean coming out of college i still you know although i went through the motions of leaving that high school kid behind i still mm -hmm. wasn't ready to be an adult you know right but when you get thrown oh, out yeah. here you're by yourself and you've got a apartment and you've got to take care of all these things. You've got this responsibility, especially as a teacher. You've got to prep lessons. You've got to be ready. All these kids, these parents are expecting to hear reports. Like, yeah. it yeah. was a lot. And, you know, you, you got to figure it out. So it's definitely one of those kind of find yourself moments. And then, I mean, there's also the, just the complete atmosphere, being away from mm -hmm. the hustle and bustle of the States or even being in a major city. You know, when you're out in somewhere 
where I was, you know, kind of mountainside. I was at the bottom of the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. like there it's quiet, right? Quiet, oh, yeah. and you get to really self-assess. And when you're alone from all your family, all your friends and everything, you know, you have to reanalyze yourself and what you are going to do. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. got to figure it out. So you came to Japan, you were doing the teaching thing. Uh, yep. The, the waiter in Hollywood, as they say, you know, no waiter in Hollywood is a waiter. Everyone's a director or an actor or a writer. But so you, you were doing that. Um, and then how, how did the move? Was it straight to the zone or did you have some other job in between? No, it was straight to the zone. Um, yeah. I I had planned to do the one year and then head back to the States because I hated, you know, well, I, I shouldn't say I hated it. The part I was working in an Ikaiwa. So right. the part I didn't like was the sales part. I didn't right. mind the teaching. Mm. I had a good relationship with the kids and the parents and all my coworkers. But it was the fact that Akai was our still a business. Yeah. They yeah. need to make money. And I was sell not, books, sell contracts. Was a lot, yeah. So yeah. there was a lot of things that I felt were very shady as far yeah. as mm-hmm. trying to force people to buy material or putting them in classes they don't belong in because um. You're just trying to make money. Yeah, Yeah, there's it's a machine and they need to operate. They don't care how you do it, just make the money. Yeah. So uh yeah. Um I was planning to go to the States and I was going through everything, all the irregular, you know, job boards and um LinkedIn and I found a zone on there. I started speaking with someone who was over there and was like, Oh, well, I mean, I've got a few more months on this contract and you're like they invited me for an interview in Tokyo. I, I went, I came out to Tokyo for an interview and uh, just check out the facility. At the time, they were literally in office with phones. Mm. They were just phones, 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 and like uh, desks, the tables. And um, of course, well, this they had was the, when they were just starting up, was it? Yeah. Oh, so wow. this was okay. like their. Oh, wow. So you when got they, in. The Good. facility we're in now was, was the big move. So they had smaller rented spaces before. I came and then this was when they had just got the bigger facility and this was going to be home mm. for them. And um, so I came in fairly early oh. when they had uh, maybe 80 people in the company total. Wow. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have the Japanese, but the staff, because the company is actually based out of the UK, mm. all the people most of the people there were coming from the uk here to get it going operational Mm. so that was more important to them that i had the broadcasting knowledge and video uh, ability versus the japanese part Mm. so i i keep like people ask me you know give me a job i'm like man i got lucky i don't even know how i'm here to be Mm. honest (laughs) (laughs) i got really lucky i got in at a very vulnerable time for the company and i'm you're not getting rid of me. So <laughs> I mean, luck is luck is a what was it? Nah. Napoleon always said he'd rather have lucky generals than skilled generals, right? So you, right. you got yeah. you say luck, but you know, a lot of these things are like just seeing opportunities and taking them. Me right. Or just putting yourself out there. Putting yourself out there, you know. Um, yeah, because you, you were the one like you reached out to them, all the rest. You know, you came to Japan. So there's, a, there's an element of timing and luck to a lot of these things, but yeah. you know, if you're not proactive. The opportunities don't come up you know so you have to go so you but uh 
like you said, then it's like 15 years, right? Since you did football, but you're doing other things. I saw you on an NHK show. Uh, those pictures of you like at doing karate and modeling World Cup uniforms. And yeah, man, I came out here. I had to stay busy. Like I had, I mean, <laughs> honestly, man, when you come here and you don't have any friends and no family, nothing, man, you, you can really, people get depressed and yeah, people yeah, will right. lose their minds and they'll go home crying because they didn't leave the house, you know? And right, I was right. the complete opposite. I was like, I'm going to do everything. Mm. You know, and, I, and I did, you know, the modeling thing and the acting thing. And I was like, I'm going to become the best foreign actor in Japan. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> and that didn't work out so well, but, you know, I, I went at it like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this thing. You know, the, what was the biggest uh, production you were acting in? You did some NHK dramas, did you? Yeah, so Idaten, the one they covered the, leading up to the Tokyo Olympics, they started okay. running Idaten, which was like uh, a series about Japan's journey in the Olympics through all the years. Mm. And uh, I got a part like when they got to the 60s, the California mm. Olympics. And um, mm. yeah, I, I got a part for that. That was actually the first one I got. The very okay. first role I got was that Idaten role. And uh, I remember auditioning for it, and I, I don't know. I just went out there and did my thing. And I remember during the audition, like the other guys are there, like, "Yeah, man, you probably got that." <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's and cool. like, so it was great. It was a great experience. Uh, they, it was a crazy good experience. But being that it was my first one, it was so elaborate. Yeah, like, I had high expectations for everything else. All <laughs> oh, right, they yeah, had yeah. so many athletes, college kids from here, for because I mean you know they had to have the swimmers. Uh, mm. They had they brought in students, college kids from the states, like NCAA swimmers, mm. you know. And I was like talking to those, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Yeah, my coach just said there's this thing," and it's like, "Hell yeah, I want to go to Japan." <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, they, they brought in, because, I mean, they had to have people that looked or fit the part of each country, you know, that participated. Right, right, right. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of internationals that were flown in just for that. It, it, like, NHK spent a buck on that production. They they definitely did and went in yeah. on it. So the I had big, such a big, big expectations after that, for sure. And then mm -hmm. I, everything else was, like, more smaller than that. So <laughs> And... Uh... How did the rugby come about then? Or like, what was the Rugby World Cup prior to you playing rugby? Or which way did that work? Yes, the Rugby World Cup was before that. Okay. Uh, rugby World Cup, I got that job also by chance. I think it might have been one of the Facebook job boards or maybe Craigslist. I don't remember which one exactly, but I remember somebody had posted in there uh, that the international broadcasting they were looking for someone and I sent an email and they're like, can you be available on these days? And I was like, yep. I didn't care what they were. <laughs> I, was, I was going. And I mean, like, yeah. So, I mean, I took time off and I went for them. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I only had two games scheduled and both of my games were in Shizuoka. Okay. So, uh, which then, games were you working? It wasn't Ireland, Japan, was it? No. Uh. I didn't, um, I didn't have any of the Japan games actually. Okay. But um, then it was suddenly that I guess whoever was supposed to be working for the final, the championship dropped mm. out and they're like, hey, can you do these dates too? Um, wow. You know, and I was like, yes. <laughs> so I got to be there when South Africa won. Like uh, 
I was right there at the tunnel. I got to see them walk out. Like, uh, it was I was on the funny field that for happened. that, too. That's that's strange. We were probably like standing close to each other. I was on you the probably field. were somewhere yeah. out there around me because I, I was on the field the <laughs> for most of that, for most of that match. And then, um, something else, yeah. I, I was really funny because, uh, I didn't realize I had I was walking in the back under uh backstage under uh under the stadium and um they're like filming the players you know get ready to go out to the pitch and uh <laughs> I didn't realize the camera was there <laughs> so I'm walking down this hall and I look up and I heard on the radio like move and I was like <laughs> and of course you know I'm, I'm pretty big so i'm sure they probably assume but they're like why isn't he not in uniform you know yeah so i was gonna say they should have just leaned into it got, grabbed the jersey and just jogged out onto the field with them you yeah know? so that, that was really awkward and i was like i really hope my job didn't see that but <laughs> you you could have played a few minutes in the rugby world cup final it would have been brutally awful trust me it would have been terrible <laughs> at that time i was no no way wouldn't matter like even it'd at, been a story for life <laughs> like so I, I tell the story about university like i mean even though i didn't play football at georgia southern uh wrestling was very short-lived mm. and then um they had a rugby team and i i went out for that i went to one of the meetings i went to the first meeting and they're telling us about the sport and this and that and not gonna lie to you i went because the rugby house has the best parties real, real mm -hmm. talk, but that's true <laughs> rugby houses like do. They, they they always had the biggest oh, craziest yeah. parties for sure yeah. and so the first meeting i went to the second meeting i come back and about two or three of the players one had on a sling one was in crutches and i'm like what's going on here it's been two weeks since the last meeting and now why are you guys so beat up i'm like yeah this i'm probably not a sport for me i don't got insurance so <laughs> yeah i backed out of rugby that could have been my start but yeah yeah if i had insurance at the time maybe i would have given a shot but i didn't at that time and i wasn't taking any chances so well you've you've definitely had like one of the most interesting and varied careers today but uh like in in the states and in Japan, what's the the next thing? Are you going to come back with the Blue Thunders next season, or still considering that, or is the rugby something that's still on the cards, or what's in the uh, plans? No, I'm planning for football, but I won't yeah. be at Blue Thunders. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm still currently talking to two teams. Uh, I've got okay. a couple practices to come up in the spring season. Uh, mm. One thing I did learn from being at the Deers was like basically. I realized once that spring season is over, that's they pretty much decide their roster based off of the spring season. Mm, so yeah. I realized like wherever I go, I need to be there in the spring if I want to make it for the fall for sure. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm working on some things right now. Um, I'm not really sure where it's going to end up. Nothing set in stone, so I don't want to say anything. I don't want to jinx right. it. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know Obik have tryouts coming up. You could just uh, you could be a replacement for BJ. You know. <laughs> Got I've already messaged him about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really, I, I don't. You ain't going. You I don't ain't see going, that happening. Have to be humble, Brad. You ain't finding my replacement. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would have big shoes to fill, and I, I know I wouldn't be able to fill them. So, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. But yeah, I mean, oh yeah, enjoy it, man. But I mean, relatively, you're still young. Your body, yeah, it's 15 years since you played. You haven't played a game, but that's also 15 years. Your body didn't take a beat. That's it. 
that's there's a lot of tread still on the tires, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wore those treads down with a lot of alcohol over the years, so I don't know. <laughs> so, are, are you uh, you don't need to say team names or anything, but are you aiming higher? Are you hoping to like yes. X1 area, X1 super? You're hoping mm. to play at a higher level this season? Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the plan for sure. Okay, um, I mean, um, you know, I mean, I thought about it like after that spring after last year i thought about it. i was like what if i just you know do each level go up by one each each year <laughs> mm, so like, give okay. it a try because i mean i don't know how many years i've gotten this i don't know how long my body will put up with it mm. for sure so i was like mm -hmm. if i could at least try each one you know even my friends like you know like why are you out here putting yourself through that you know you're getting older and this and that and it's it's really just for me to be honest even when the teams ask me why i want to mm. play and it's like i just want to see if i can still do it mm. i just want to mm. see if if I could pull it off. I didn't get that chance in college. Uh, I just want to see if, if it's still possible. And yeah. to the guy, and you don't John wanna, Stanton yeah. is definitely, definitely the blueprint. He was the first mm -hmm. person I hit up before I even considered it. Uh, I hit him up on Instagram and I was like asking him all the questions. Cause I'm like, you're the only person I know that's done this, that come to Japan without them inviting you here to, you know, get to where you are. And I, mm -hmm. I just asked him everything. So, I mean, and he was very helpful and, you know, let me know, be more realistic about how to go about it. Mm. So, yeah, because, I mean, I definitely had friends with people like, man, they're paying guys to play football. It's like, you should go out there and get paid. And I'm like, I'm going to go out yeah. there and get me a check. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I mean, that Deers camp definitely showed me like, yeah, you're not going to just come out here. And, no, that's not happening. Mm. Yeah. that's interesting yeah yeah i mean but i mean that's a that's yeah. a that's a good way to think about it though i mean yeah like football right because obviously i mean with life and just hearing your life story and things like that you don't want to go you know 10 15 years down the road like oh what if i had tried it what if right I was, right. right so i mean i'd rather yeah. not have that yeah that regret no regrets yeah. so then was that that must have been like kind of emotional then last year like after you know not getting to play college ball even though that was your dream and then like 15 mm -hmm. years that to actually suit up and play for a team you haven't oh, played yeah. any like semi-pro football in the states or anything like that right no Nothing no i came to japan right after college right so. right mm. so i mean what were the emotions then when those like those initial games you know uh for sure i would say the first game for sure not even just the first one there was always that nervousness you know for sure mm. like uh the first game was definitely a lot of I psyched myself up. I got ready, man. I was I was in the zone. <laughs> but then when that moment is like, you know, you're getting on the field, your heart's just, you know, yeah. going. I'm just like, calm down. Calm down. Why are you nervous? No, you got to let that nervous? go and just rip that guy's head off the first. Play. Yeah. So that was it. You know, just I just had to take that deep breath and be like calm down and just go you got this and you know once you know that first play goes through and it's like ah okay that wasn't so bad and then after that it's just you know going at it yeah, yeah. you should uh do your your spring you know tour of the teams and try you should go take in some of bj's camps bj's doing these d-line camps you know <laughs> yeah hey, he's hit me up hey, also. well i've hit him up about it i've seen that he's uh doing the uh camps out there and he's got the kids and yeah we talked yeah. even about you know uh, with the thunders and had a conversation that uh you know getting players because i mean I, I don't know like what 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 kind of uh groups do you get do you get mostly college students high school oh 
Well, I mean, for me, right, just the target, I, I'll work with anyone, honestly. Um, the only thing with me is, um, you know, because a lot of people are like, hey, like, can you come do this for free? And I'm like, yeah, no. Like, my time, like, it's how I just look at it. Like, my time is important, mm. and so is your time, right? Like, I'm right. not going to waste my time. I don't want you to waste your time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I get a lot of I get a lot of college high school kids. Um, obviously, now I'm coaching at the University of Tokyo full time. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the school itself is allowing me to kind of do those clinics on the side. Like a couple of weeks ago, I worked with a school that's in it's division two. But I mean, re- technically, it's like the third division, the division three of college football. And I went out there and worked with and, you know, it was it was interesting because there's some players where I knew like they were like trying to soak in as much as they could and there were like three or four guys that are kind of like oh, we're just here because our coach told us mm. you know um but it's those kids right it's those select few that i'm like i i, I can i sense it after like the first five ten minutes i'm like all right i'm gonna work with this kid a little bit more than i'm gonna work with the kid then you know and it, it's not you know that i don't you know care for the kid who's not seem interested but I'm not going to give that kid the same amount of attention as the kid who wants to get better. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to teach anything I know. Um, you know, skills is one thing. I think a lot of it, I think probably maybe 70, 80% of what I try to teach is the mentality of it. Right. Right. You know, we grow up playing this game. A lot of these kids, I mean, you know, just to even go off of my kids at the university of Tokyo, I have, five sophomores two of them used to play ping pong one used to be a yeah exactly one used to be a swimmer so now i'm taking these guys who were playing sports where it was it's not a team sport yeah you know right and then they're playing something completely different and to now where they're gonna play so physical as well d line you're literally right you're the front guy you're gonna hit every single time yeah, every you know, single time. There's no maybe nobody's time. gonna come yeah. to my gap this time. You know, you're yeah. you are the gap. <laughs> yeah, you you know you might get two plays a game where the the run play goes away from you, and you know you, you don't get blocked. But um, you know, so a lot of it is I'm just trying to because for me, you know, like D line, you know, if you have the mentality most of the time, that'll get that'll get you through the game more than skills will. I mean, obviously, skills will take you. Skill set will take you to another level. But if you just kind of have the mentality where the entire game, I'm gonna go full speed. I'm gonna attack and things like that, you know. And it's funny because I know a lot of those kids don't hear that. So when I start talking in that way, I can see their eyes light up and they're like, "Oh, oh, okay." Bing, the light goes on. Right. And that, that's all I'm looking for is the light to just go bing, and I'm like, "All right, kid, now I can really work with you." So. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to whoever wants to work, man. I mean, I I'm open to anyone and everyone, man. I don't I had a I had a guy come from Ibaraki. Mm. He was 37 years old. Wow. 37 years old, drove all the way from to Ibaraki, from Ibaraki all the way to, to come join in on my club. Um, uh, did he play for Saviors? Saviors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He came all the way from Ibaraki, you know, and um I mean, and he busted his ass. I'm like, I bet you're, you're 37. Years, I'm over, <laughs> and I'm over here like, like, damn, I feel old and I'm 30. You know, you know I'm that I think is so underrated about it. the X League. I think that's super underrated at the age of some of these guys out here who are balling out, man. 
Like yeah. some of these guys are in their 40s. They're like, and they still getting it. Like yeah. they're gonna outwork you. And I think the I think the scheduling, like I tell people all the time, like a lot of people always ask me, like, how'd you play for 10 years? And I'm like, it helps when you don't play every week. Mm-hmm. It yeah. helps when I have a game and I know I have two weeks to recover from this game. Yeah. You know, that that helps, especially as I got older in my career. Like, oh, like I could be destroyed after a game. But in mm. my head, I'm like, oh, I got two weeks. I'm good. Like, I'll be good by Wednesday, you know. I mean, when I was a lot younger, it was, you know, like you was talking about Antoine, right? Like, like I would go get completely destroyed after a game. Right. You know, yeah. and show up, you know, like I, I, we have Saturday. So my second year, I still remember this. My second year, we had a we had a Halloween game or second or third year, I forget. We had a Halloween game that was on a Saturday. I play that game. I go straight to the club. To <laughs> uh, I'm not a player anymore, so ain't nobody can get me in trouble. I drink till six. I drink till six in the morning. I catch the train straight to the to Seagulls facilities. I go straight to meetings. <laughs> practice, hit, kill it in practice, and go home, and then sleep. Wow. that's insane yeah but you if you and that's but that was like you know 26 year old bj right. <laughs> you know and as i got older right because 30 year old bj said oh i need a I need, now, I'm gonna need a, yeah i'm gonna need at least six seven hours of sleep i played uh semi-pro soccer and I, even in japan i played soccer on, on teams and you had a lot of that like when you're in your mid mid to late 20s guys coming straight from the club to practice you oh, know yeah and eating oh, yeah. a massive bento you know, like a couple oh, yeah. of pounds of rice just before training. You know, like I'll be good. I'll be yeah. good once I get like you know five or six on a giri in me. I'll be yeah. good. You know, I don't yeah. got that in. I mean, me. I mean, no, that would that would literally I mean, I, kill me yeah. if I tried that right now. You know. Yeah, I mean, I had well, I mean, we had a just an even an even bigger freak was my my teammate in Colorado. He used to come so four. We'd have four in the morning workouts at Colorado. I never did that for no four in the morning workout, but I had a former teammate. He played, he played 11 years in the NFL for the Baltimore Ravens, Jimmy Smith. This guy used to come straight from the bar Mm. four in the morning workout and kill it and just come up there. Like I'd be well rested. You know, I'm 19, (laughs) 20 years old. Well rested. This guy is. I'm just like, forget you, Jimmy. Like some of those physical freaks, man. You got some of those guys. Well, like, I mean, yeah, he went, yeah, he went first round in the in the draft. So yeah, yeah, yeah. right. No, you've got those guys like like uh, the physical freaks that can just eat whatever they want or do whatever they want. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I I don't know how they do it. I, I have no idea how they do that because like uh, was it Ocho Cinco and his McDonald's diet? Like right. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. I eat McDonald's, I just want to sleep, man. I don't want to do yeah. anything. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he's living off of a diet like that and still look the way he does and still play and compete the way he <laughs> ocho cinco that's why <laughs> yeah like ridiculous. when you're young when you're young you can do that but once you're right but you know as you get every year as you get older it gets harder and harder like i used to my by the time i finished up with sumo i was 40 when i retired from sumo and Sunday practice meant I was still walking sideways by Wednesday, you know, coming downstairs. I couldn't walk downstairs directly. I had to go down sideways holding the banister. Absolutely ruined, ruined. That's impressive. Yeah. 
I've she definitely been. A, that's a. Uh-uh. Yeah. I've definitely yeah. been learning a mo- lot more about my body because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm sure BJ could also attest to this too. Like in high school, stretching wasn't that important. Nah. I can't. I can't. I can't honestly tell you in you know, the first 30 years of my life that I ever really stretched, mm. you know, I didn't really, I didn't do any of that aftercare stuff, ice baths. I didn't do, I went from practice and I went straight home to sleep, like mm. eat, sleep. <laughs> that was it. Like, so, yeah. you know, getting back out here and getting back into sports and stuff and being, I mean, you know, the worst is cramp your body cramping for an entire week. Yeah. You know, I'm sore <laughs> for a whole week and I'm cramping mm. And, you know, or when you're, you know, people looking at me weird because I just caught a cramp on the stairs in the subway. And I'm like, oh, ah. you, know, I gotta pull you got the sniper. Don't look at me. Don't look at me, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on a tra- I've caught a cramp sitting in the train car, man. And, oh. you know, you're just sitting there and I, I stick my leg out and I'm always tripped this dude because I like, ah, oh, man. I gotta stand yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, those those sniper cramps are the worst. They're absolutely the yeah. worst. You know? Yeah. So when my wife so and I definitely were dating, been learning. She thought that. I was a weirdo. Yeah, are my you wife um I was a weirdo when we were dating? Because I was just like in the bed laying down, boom, and like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "A cramp." <laughs> it's the worst. So, are you going? Do you guys um? Do you know if they have spring games? Are they going to do a spring season? Like the the per, are they the bringing Pro back the Pro Bowl back. and yeah, it's back. That's all coming back, back, is it? Okay, yeah, it's back. And uh, I think everything's in full swing this from this year. Okay. Yeah, okay. Spring Bowl, yeah. so Pearl Bowl for the games. The Pro uh, Bowl's back, and okay, I uh, got some Which inside is- knowledge. I think I don't know. I had to ask you, John, because I, I was gonna wait, but I know you know this information. Has there ever been a football game in Niigata, an X League game? Niigata. Uh, yeah. uh, X League, no, no, not that I know. Oh, well, I think I we're think... gonna have our first one this year. Yeah, the Deers, I guess they're up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, probably. Think, oh, yeah, they've got that, That's part of their the deal. Spring. I'm thinking. Yeah. To bring tourism, not just spring. tourism, but bring the attention. Oh really? They're yeah, gonna do I, one of the Pro I, Bowl so games up there. One of the Pro Bowl games is gonna be in the spring. I don't know against who yet, but um. Yeah, Are they gonna do it at? What is it? Big Swan Stadium? It used to be called. I, I have no idea where, but they were saying that they have they're gonna have a spring one and maybe one in the fall too. So, might have to ask the. I might have to ask my boss man to. Hey, can I have a day off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Should you know? My wife and I were talking about going to Nagata. So at the time that, hey, look, football. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta do the pot. You know. Yeah. Oh, they just go. happened to be a football yeah. game. Hey, what do you well, know? I got screwed on the Grey Cup playoffs because I was in Montreal and I had to go. Like, yeah, football was out, so I could not go to the. <laughs> I could not go to the play, Grey Cup playoff game this past November. So. Well, you you might um you might get a a chance to watch a not a Grey Cup, but you may get to watch some CFL games in in Japan in the future. I was talking to some of the CFL, like the vice presidents and directors of football and stuff like that. So there's you know. The CFL Combine was here last weekend. Yeah, had 20 right. guys trying it out, but uh, they had like some of their top people over. And we're, I, I had a good talk with uh, one of their vice presidents. You know, we were, he was asking about like what things they can do because they're, they're very keen to like capitalize on, you know, bringing in these foreign players. Like their model is like the Premier League in England, the soccer, how they, you know, started bringing in international mm, yeah. players. And, them playing games overseas and like getting TV deals and you know that's that's where they're at. So 
We talked well, about I, a lot of things, but like mm. he was saying, he sent me a message earlier today and he was like, you know, they had really good meetings with the X League and there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. But um, I wrote it in my Japan Times thing actually this morning. Was it this morning? What day is today? Yeah, it was this morning. Was, yeah, no, it was, was this, this morning. morning? Yeah. Yeah, it was maybe this, this morning. Yeah, maybe yeah, this morning's I read it. paper. Yeah, it was in this last, yeah, yesterday in online today, right. this morning, the physical paper. But like I finished that up with like they might have. If the CFL 2.0 becomes 3.0, you know, we could actually see some of these CFL teams come over and play here, which would be, you know, abs- I'd love to see that. Oh, I'd yeah, love to see the, you know, Tiger Cats and the Alouettes and the yeah. Argonauts playing in Tokyo. That yeah. would be that would be cool. awesome. I've actually, yeah. you know what, I've actually reached out to the commissioner's office for, you know, my Randy Canadian Ambo, Football yeah. League mm-hmm. pro- podcast. Haven't heard anything back, but I did talk to a gentleman by the name of Frank Cosentino. Okay. who um, played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Talked to him last week. He played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats when on the same on he was the last CFL quarterback to mm. throw a, a touchdown against an NFL team on a CFL field. Is that Toronto um, against the Bears? No, that was Hamilton against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. Oh, was that so, the one that they actually won? Yeah. That was the one with the CFL team won. And they yeah. never played a game after that again. Never right? played a game again, but Frank yeah. scored the last <laughs> touchdown. So oh, yeah. uh, he so uh, the CFL ended it on a good note. Yeah, yeah. the NFL but, teams were like, "No, we're but, we're not having this." <laughs> but going going to what you were saying about you know the, this because I was going to ask you more questions I, while we were talking here about the CFL coming over. Yeah. What was the feel in terms of just you know? The field just with them coming over and wanting to look at Japanese players. I mean, was there obviously there's an interest, but yeah, did you get a feel as to hey, this actually might happen? Oh, in terms of them actually coming here, I think that's a much longer term thing. You know, the yeah, CFL but, is not the NFL, right? right. Um, but they, they but don't have got, the money yeah. like that. Yeah. But obviously we have players going back to Canada. Yeah. Um, so the the group of guys that were working out. Yeah. How promising did that look? Do you think they were very high on the kickers and uh, one of the one of the receivers, one of the DBs? Uh, so um, it's like he said. So they they're they're nas- the CFL combine, the national combine. They have their aim to have about a hundred players at right uh, 80, 80 to well, seventy five to eighty. Those will be Canadian nationals, like mostly from the the universities in Canada. Maybe some guys from U.S. universities and stuff. They've already right. of the global the guys who are qualified for the global spots, um, which is you know players in Japan, Europe, Brazil, Mexico, uh, some people at colleges in the states as well. People like Les Maro, who right. you know he's Japanese, but he played college football in the states. So mm-hmm. they all qualify for the global. So about thirteen of those spots are already gone. So they, okay. there's about seven to fifteen left. Um, but it's like he said, like. If they find people that are good enough, they'll bring them over. So, right. um, you know, I think they still have to. I don't know if they've done Brazil. No, they did do Brazil. I know they've done Europe. Okay. Uh, they probably do combines in Mexico. In Mexico, I guess maybe Australia, yeah. some other places. I don't know, but uh, I, I would have a. I would say they bring maybe five or six Japanese guys anyway. Okay. Over mm-hmm. and have a look. A couple of kickers, if- maybe a few of the skill position players. Maybe Hanada, maybe the soup. I, I don't know if yeah. Hanada is going to get it. It's, I think for him, I was talking to him as well a fair bit. 
Like he's only still 21, which is mind blowing. You know, he's yeah. so young. So he's probably going to go the college route in the States. Okay. You know, he's talking yeah. to colleges and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he spent the year be training. better route for him. Well, it's yeah, the best way. Get yeah. the experience for sure. That, that, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 Thrown for into him, that fire is better to the, be thrown into the CFL combine. Yeah, fire. for sure. Yeah. But also the issue as well, like the thing with the CFL is, it's not like the IPP, the NFL IPP, because, mm, you know, mm, it's like the guy was saying, they, the NFL IPP can take, you know, six guys from Nigeria, from OC, Umeno, yeah, yeah, yeah. there. They can bring them to the States. They can train them up. They can spend months at the IMG yeah. Academy in different places mm-hmm. learning football. And then, you know, teams can stick them on the practice squad and spend a year training them. For the CFL, it's not like that. If they're global positions, they kind of need people who can contribute. You know, it's it's yeah. they're not practice they're on the roster like they have roster spots so you yeah. know for the teams there's a possibility maybe that somebody with potential could be stuck on it but like they really want people who can contribute right. so yeah. um hanada is still like basically a beginner and fo- he's never played a game of football yet, you know no um, right. you know he didn't he didn't get in in the dream ball right so I was um, kind of looking forward to seeing them get one in. Yeah. 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 Well, you and I met uh, in the stands and you were saying BJ was playing so poorly. It was strange that they weren't putting in Hanada, you know? <laughs> I was being nice to those college kids. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my favorite thing about that was them thinking that Joe was you. Because even like oh, you yeah. and Joe, but like, so do you know that Antoine? Yeah. Like somebody told the the Ivy League guys, that Joe was the guy, Joe Mattis for Fujitsu. Yeah. He was, no, no, the, he yeah. was the guy who yeah. was retiring. He did so, they thought, instead of BJ. So oh, they, they all thought, thought so was, Joe said yeah. like, people were coming up, like the Ivy League guys were coming up. Hey, old man, why are you still playing? Oh God, <laughs> that must have pissed him off. <laughs> I'm sure and, that pissed him off. He was like, oh, what the fuck and, are you talking about, man? I'm still young, you know? And we were at we were just at Disney. Uh, we went to Disney together uh, just last week, and I was poking fun. It was an yeah. old man. What's like, up, old up. man? Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. That was yeah, funny. I think that's I, funny that they thought you yeah. were thirty four, and they thought I was still twenty eight. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, man. so it's it's actually you know there was a. Um, there was an Italian kicker that registered. It was a really strange guy. He plays with the ELF. Uh, e, ELF the Stuttgart Stuttgart person, right? Yeah, he played like yeah, from Milano is, Seaman yeah. as well. So apparently he registered, but he didn't show up on the day and he wasn't answering emails. So I could, like, I went trawling around to see if I could find if he's stuff on social media or if he's in Japan or whatever. But um, I couldn't find any evidence that he was actually here or hmm. whatever. So it was just kind of weird. I found that it, that's the same team that Aaron Ellis played. Yeah, Aaron Ellis. Yeah, Aaron. That's so I Aaron was like, was, I wonder yeah. if that's, you know, his guy. And then I started wondering, what if he's bringing him over for Densu? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, hey. what, that's what a lot of people thought. I had like every player like was hitting me up. Go, Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Why is he coming in? And so yeah. I was, I actually talked to the X-League guys and I was saying, you know, how, how could you have an Italian guy play? And they're like, well, you know, he registered and then we talked to the Canadians and they were fine about it. So I was like, geez, so anyone, you don't have to be Japanese. Like I'm definitely registered for the CFL combine next year. Attention, man. <laughs> Pay attention. You know, yeah, if, 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 if Hanada's a 21 year old sumo guy, I'm, I'll be a 50 year old sumo guy. I'm going to try and make it to the CFL. My first game as well would be in the CFL. Oh, uh, it uh, can be the placeholder. 
yeah, yeah. Just, just I play for the spot. Argonauts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I'm um, I'm inspired by Antoine now. Antoine came over here and you know he made his football dreams come true. So I'm gonna go and make my football dreams come true. You know. Well, John, you're always hey, talk- go you're- for it, man. Yeah. I say go for it. Just John, somebody always- send me a YouTube link on how to tie up pads because I have no idea. <laughs> well, John, you're always telling me I need to go out for a team down here, even though I'm 55. And like, yeah, yeah I don't know about that. I don't know about kicker. that. But, you can be a you know, kicker. Yeah. 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 I played semi pro soccer. I, hey, I would have to, I would have to learn how to kick. Yeah, hey, don't put down the kickers pro. now, okay? Our kicker ran. Our, our kicker, he had what? He had a 20, 30 yard run last year. <laughs> don't, don't yeah, if there's, run, if there's running now. involved, I'm out, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll guys, do anything where there's no running, but otherwise, yeah. you know, I'm out. Well, guys, as we wrap it up here, um, hey, Tony, tell us where everybody can find you on so- social media. Um, how to follow you, how to, you know, you talk, uh, yeah, mo- I mean, talk modeling and everything and where can people find you? <laughs> it's, it's a lot more acting than modeling, to be honest. Mod- I've not had a single <laughs> modeling gig at all. I'm, I don't have the modeler body. For, for well, sure. now, once you're in shape for this football thing, that those jobs will come back, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. You'd find me at poetic underscore vanity. Um, that's about all, really. I, I started I started a Twitter, just because mm. I wanted. I noticed that the content that's on Twitter is not the same as like you know as far as information mm. for uh, yeah. the things that are going on. Like actually, posts way different on Twitter than they do on Instagram. And then you got all the players and stuff. So I started one of those. Let me check what my handle is because I don't even remember what I made it as. <laughs> <laughs> uh, A train twenty six. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's my Twitter, A Train26. I've got like five followers, so <laughs> hit it up. <laughs> hey, you know, it's uh and John, you're uh you're still uh on leave from uh the social media, correct? Yeah, I'm more or less, but you can international man of mystery. Yeah, yeah. John Gunning. So yeah, <laughs> I'm he's I'm, not on uh, leave. I just saw like two days ago he's spamming his post with eugene levy out there eugene levy yeah so I, i'm busy i'm taking over the i don't blame him i would too i yeah. would too i was yeah. kind of jealous man like eugene you know levy so- and, and also he, he was out there with a there's a youtuber for like car culture here uh dream yeah. uh drift hunter albo yeah. i was like what albo too i was like man yeah john you're yeah. a better man by the way john i just had to throw this you're a better man than me because i would have just when, I, when he was talking about sumo i would have rolled up and said like sumo just like a warm apple pie. <laughs> I, I would have said, I would have. No. I no. I would have had that in the chamber and just waited for an opportunity to use it. I would have waited so. Well, bad. you know, I, I actually, I, I rocked up to meeting him wearing the Toronto Argonauts jersey because he was, he and John Candy were yeah. really tight, you know. Yeah. And John Candy oh, used to be one of the owners of the Argonauts. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's a, well, more of a. He, but he's he's a Hamilton Tiger Cats fan. So. Oh, oh really? Really? <laughs> did he? Yeah. Uh, did he have some? Really, I imagine he had some really good John Candy stories. Uh we can get into this. Yeah, but actually, you know, they they didn't show this part. But after we did the sumo bit, we went to this bar. Like we, they booked out like the entire floor of a hotel bar. Yeah. Um, so like Apple had like fifty five people, like a fifty five man crew. 
come mm-hmm. over. Like, you know, they're just, it's just Apple's money is just All insane. Out. But um, we went upstairs and it was kind of like that lost in translation kind of bar, you know, like a, yeah. a long mm. bar with looking out over the city. I right. think it was in Kyodome somewhere. And it was just me and him and they filmed me and him just chatting about life and sumo and things oh. for about four hours. But um, none of that made it to the show. They just decided to, which I kind of thought wouldn't. But like, I mean, I got to spend four hours myself and Eugene Levy just like chatting about life in a bar looking out over Tokyo. So wow. that was pretty cool. Got him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a really nice guy. Really, really nice guy, you know, but um there's 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 more stuff coming there's more okay. stuff coming hopefully and when's uh, when's when when is that that's that's premiering now on apple right that's it's, all um, yeah it came out on the 24th three days okay. ago you can watch the entire thing on on apple yeah. tv john made me john made me get an apple plus freaking subscription oh did so you watch it watch. did you watch it huh not yet yeah. I, i've seen clips but i didn't get i haven't yeah. been able to we just moved so we don't have wi-fi you know set up yet and, they got yeah. like a a 30-day trial or something like that. They have a Apple TV. If you on the if you have any Apple device, you can get like a week's free, I think a week's or a month's free trial or something. Yeah, like a week that. one. Yeah. A week one, yeah. Okay. Or if yeah. you buy a new iPhone, I think, or usually when you get a new iPhone, I think you get like a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You gotta come with something. Thing is yeah. a car payment. <laughs> yeah. They got a ton of shit. But Apple is pretty uh, Apple seems to be turning out some oh, yeah, yeah, you know they're 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 kind of taking over from netflix so um yeah, yeah they're kind of worth it hey, but i mean there's my... so many streaming ones now anyway so yeah. yeah well it's got my favorite show if you guys have ever seen for all mankind definitely worth just right there oh. and plus john mr lasso mr lasso uh, what's, what's mr. Lasso? one i'm watching yeah. right now uh they're shrinking i'm loving that, that. is that any good it is great, man. I love really? it. It's we'll really good. It Definitely go check it out. Okay. I've been watching watch Shrinking. I'm addicted. And I, that's the downside <laughs> I don't like about Apple is they're doing this one episode per week thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're back to, you know why? Because you're back to being like a little kid now. Like we were kids. I think, yeah, Netflix has spoiled this, man. Netflix has spoiled oh, yeah. this. So, like, now yeah, I'm like, I can't deal with this. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, BJ, we got to you with your your social media, right? Or did we? I can't remember yeah. now. Did we? No, yeah. So, so you guys, my my football one is BJ underscore BD twenty three. Uh, my personal one is Buffalo Soja S O J A, and my Twitter is BJ BD fifty nine. Okay, and for everybody, and so I like. You know, the XFL started about a week ago. So I've been like mad on Twitter with the <laughs> XFL. XFL Twitter is awesome because mm. it's just, as a CFL energy. fan, it's just fun to draw. It it's is wild. just, it's just, it's insane. But mm. uh, I pretty much only look at, I've been looking, uh, they've been pretty good about announcing the attendance for it. So mm. I've kind of just been watching that to see how it's picking up and, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you it's give it not. a year? You give it a year? You think it'll last more than a year? Well, you know what? My take on it. And tomorrow I'm doing a podcast actually talking about this very subject. So um, my take on it is they've got billions invested behind them. It's the rock. But, dude, I mean, nobody's Former CFL player? Yeah. 
Yeah. Calgary Stampeders. But no, uh, which we should probably Spurs. congratulate. Speaking of Calgary Stampeders, Toshiki Sato. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Signed Tosh- up with them, switched over. And Les Maro, I think, re upped with uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah. Winnipeg's locked in. Those guys. Winnip- Winnipeg is, uh, you know, they're going to be, they're still the odds on favorite to win next year. There's a yeah. really good, um, if you watch Ame Foot Picks, which is like a Japanese football YouTuber. There's a really good round table with four oh, Japanese guys yeah. in the CFL. You have Takuli, yeah. you have... Um, ah, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that's... I mean, it's all in Japanese, Gino but Koshi. I mean, it's really good because they really, like, delve into the stuff in the CFL. And, like, the Winnipeg, like, they were yeah. saying, the Winnipeg franchise is the one that's, like, an NFL one. Like, they have like, the, the good yeah. locker rooms and, you know, the practice yeah. facilities and the stuff. But the other teams are... Some of the other teams, it's, you know... Well, uh, I mean, even like- if you... Sounds like two teams I know here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but but for anybody listening, I'm at CFL America on Twitter, and that's where that's where I'm at, and that's I guess that's where we'll wrap it up tonight. So, um, yeah. gentlemen, thank if I you. Could throw it out there. Mm-hmm. I am Part- still working really hard to try to make some kind of production thing happen with the xfl uh, uh, with the x league sorry <laughs> out here like i'm i'm trying to find any context i can you know for sure to make something happen because i mean i i don't know it kind of got into me playing was kind of where it started and then you know meeting a lot of the players and all of that and then i was like yeah. why don't people know about you why don't people know about this mm-hmm. league why don't people know about this you know well, i think there's a lot of potential and it just needs to be put we, out we, there so yeah and we've had and we've all talked about this before but i sit here now i'm down farther south here and i'm just i sit here on sundays and it's like i'm like man football can i mean there's nothing sports wise here happening on sundays and i'm like mm-hmm. and then trying to explain to like my in-laws well what what's they've got what do you guys do i go it's all football all saturday i mean mm-hmm. it's saturday and sunday it's it's a religion and yeah. um so yeah it's uh but no talking about j league yeah our local team down here uh is one oh and one right now so i've been following <laughs> them pretty close <laughs> fagiano okayama so i've been following pretty close so all right gentlemen wilson thank you very much for tonight and everybody who's listening um and we and like you were saying man we've got spring ball coming up here so we're gonna have yeah. a lot of football to talk about here this this year um so you everybody you'll be hearing from us uh very soon so uh speaking for bj antoine john myself thank you very much for listening bye-bye